0: Hello, everyone, welcome to another episode of the Dodgeball Podcast. In this episode, we will be recapping the events of the Elite South Region Round 2 tournament that took place this past weekend. Here to help me do so, once again, is Joe Martinez, Joseph Kinkarini, Marie Garrig, and last but not least, Vaughn Kelly. Guys, thank you so much for joining me again and for lending me your time to help recap what took place. Um... If I may be so bold I think it really helped shed light on the uh, what's going on in the south and it gave me a great opportunity to learn more about you guys and I'm really excited to do it again so you know without further ado let's just go ahead and start with the reintroductions and we'll start with you Joe.
1: Uh, Joe Martinez my team is Outsiders and all I did was play this this tournament.
0: Awesome uh, how about you Joseph?
2: Hi I'm Joseph Kincarini um, captain of uh, Wrecking Balls and um I didn't actually play that much during eight point five this time, but uh, I guess we'll get to that here in a little bit. So,
0: fair enough. And Vaughn? Uh, Vaughn Kelly played for
2: Outsiders.
3: Um, also helped contribute for uh, for the Dodgeball Tribune. Just feeding Tyler some info on kind of what went, you know, what went which way, and then he kind of puts all that together after with my input, and then watching some of the live streams for the uh, the recap article.
0: Awesome. And we'll be doing that in audio form in just a second. And how about you, Marie?
4: Marie Gregg and I captain Southern Glory this this time.
0: Fantastic. Very cool. Well um just right off the bat, kinda want to ask um each one of you um kind of like a broad question. Um how how did round two differ from round one? Let's just start with that and we'll go ahead and start with uh Joe.
1: Uh Walking in, the floors had way more grip. It felt like the floors last time were super dusty, and we were playing on ice the whole time. Um, was lighting, this- was kinda, lighting was kind of lighting was kind of dark. People were still kind of buzzing about the a rush thing, and uh, so when Tim Poon showed up, he wasn't allowed to give any instruction without being asked about that.
0: A couple of things. So you guys play. This was uh, was this in Louisiana again or New Orleans? Yeah. New Orleans?
4: Yeah. No, Shre- it was in Shreveport. Shreveport,
0: okay. Was that the same venue as last month, or no? No. Okay.
1: Shreveport's like on the border of Texas and Louisiana.
0: I knew that. I just for some reason I was like, I wonder why not New Orleans, but that's just me being being me and slowly catching up with the world. Um, so Tim Poon was there. Yes. Was he there to help, or because adrenaline rush was not? They didn't participate, did they?
1: No, they didn't play. So Tim, uh, Tim took over running the tournament instead of Glenn, Mark, or uh, Tim Wells coming. Tim Poon uh, specifically requested to run this tournament. And so they handed him the reins to run it. And so he was there working with us.
0: Nice. Was there any. Um, so you said like he wasn't able to give instructions unless he did something about Team Awesome, or can you kind of elaborate on that a little bit?
1: Uh, yeah. So, A. Rush, it was just uh, he was just giving the captains meeting and stuff, and people were m- just asking about it. And he didn't really comment on it. He just said if we wanted to know, to talk to him after the tournament. Yeah. Gotcha. What happened with A.
3: Rush? Why didn't you guys play? And, yeah. and he told he said he would talk about it after the tournament if people wanted to. I'm not I'm not sure if anyone actually did talk to him, but I haven't heard the story if if anyone got it. And I figured that would probably spread pretty quickly if someone did. But yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, so I definitely don't want to like air out other people's laundry on here. Um, I guess if would it be fair to say though, if people want to know what happened, they can just reach out to him and find out. Not true. Sure. Uh,
4: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One second. Yeah, I mean, I'd say talk to them directly, right?
0: Yeah, instead of speculating and
4: yeah,
0: having the uh, the rumor mill go about. Um, so I guess we can. I guess it's like a follow, follow-up question for you. Again, Joe, um, I'm just trying to keep you on the spotlight here. Do you feel like there was a, a difference? Because remember how we kind of talked about last, last event where, like, hey, Adrenaline Rush isn't here. It's anybody's game now. But then you're kind of like, no, it's anybody's game regardless. Was that same mentality or feeling kind of carried over into round two? Uh, that,
1: I think it was less of a – Less of a factor this time than it was the first time. Had they showed up, had A Rush showed up and played, then yeah, again, it would have been like a shock factor. Oh crap, you know, this team's here and, you know, that's the higher level of competition. Uh, but it didn't show up. So it was pretty much similar to, it was the same, it was the exact same teams except Hitmen showed up this time. And uh, so everybody kind of knew what what the other teams were bringing to the table so it was just a matter of kind of playing outsmarting each other and not having the the era shadow over us
0: gotcha cool well let's uh let's go ahead and move on to uh to joseph um for you how was how was round one dif- or excuse me how was round two different from round one
2: uh just like joe said um the courts were better um lighting was a little off um uh, I was actually there pretty early when Tim got there. Um, there was uh, nobody inside. It was freezing in there. Uh, they had it down to like 60 degrees, so um, we had to, you know, adjust that. Uh, there was, they really weren't prepared as far as like last time. It was about the same. Um, you no, know, when Tim did show up, um, he, you know, they had to wait for Anthony Miller to show up with the balls, and then finds out there's no needles, so things kind of started a little late. Um, but as far as that, um competition went good, A Rush wasn't there. Um I was surprised to see um Tim Poon there. But nothing um nothing too crazy like on that part. I mean it wa a little bit later on in the day it changed, but um, it, it, it it was pretty good. I had a really a good time for uh what it was.
0: Gotcha. And I, maybe I preface the, the question a little bit. <clears throat> a little incorrectly. Um, what I meant was like, <laughs> was there a deficient in like teams, players showing up, like the comp- uh, competitive scene? Um, I guess knowing that the venue wasn't as as um, as uh, what do you call it? Oh, the what I'm thinking of? Man, oh, ideal. I guess like I guess in terms of like setup and and the administrative portion not being as ideal, that might be something that's pretty good to address. But I definitely don't want to like. Drag into the whole setup unless you guys felt like that changed the whole atmosphere. Um and maybe I can Well we
2: um we ran into time restraints at the end. Um no sting actually ended up finishing really young. they didn't finish around Robin. Um there were some uh for like no sting first in uh, the second place rounds they were only like the best of one. So not being prepared already at the beginning kind of ran through the rest of it. Um As far as the teams win competition, um, I am not going to lie. Outsiders came in. Vaughn was lighting people up in the head all night. I mean, it was pretty much pretty exciting for us to watch from the uh, the bleachers. Um, Hitmen showing up did have a little bit more of a spin on it just because uh, um, they didn't come with a full team, but the people that did show up weren't, they weren't bad. They were actually doing pretty good. They were playing pretty smart. Um, uh, there'll definitely be something to look at around three when Johnny and I think the rest of the team shows up. Um, everybody else, it, it ran about even, um, Voodoo came in, they were, um, playing pretty strong early. Uh, I, I'm like, not too, sh- too sure if there's anything else I can add to that on that part there. Uh, it was, it was a really good competitive match. I know with my team personally, we, um, we were struggling a little bit and then, um, uh, kind of picked it up. Uh, we had some internal, um, things that came up that, a uh, you know,
0: cause a little bit of ripple. Gotcha. So I guess the, uh, the fact that some of the, um, I guess inconsistencies with, you know, uh, needles not being there or balls showing up late, it did really impact the, the event overall. I definitely don't want to spend too much time harping on that though. So let's just go ahead and go to, to Vaughn and Vaughn for you. Like how did you feel round two different from round one?
3: As far as teams go, you know, the only things that that changed were Hitman showed up. They brought um, David and Randy, who are two of their normal players, and then they kind of filled in the gaps with some people from Dallas. Brian Miners came down. Uh, He used to live in Dallas and play with uh, Dallas Dodgeball, but he moved up to Milwaukee, so he came down for this, and he should be back down for round three. So they had some fill-ins. Stingers, who took second in 8.5 at round one, they weren't there as far as I know, the plan is for them to be at round three, but so we just kind of filled in their gap with Hitman showing up. Um, it, I think a lot of the teams you could tell were more prepared this round with round one, I guess, you know, teams come in, not really knowing what to expect. They practice and they do it. If they need to do to get their teams ready, but they don't have a, you know, a base to, to, strategize against specific teams having not seen them yet and in this round you could see where some teams got better because they adjusted their strategy after having played in round one and you could definitely tell the teams that didn't put as much work in um they got kind of run over a little bit more than they did in in round one but other than that i mean i mean it, it was it was definitely different and there were a lot of a lot of changes but it wasn't it wasn't real crazy. It was just mostly you could tell the teams that had kind of put in work since round one.
0: Gotcha. And I was kinda gonna kinda say this may be a little bit bold, but I was looking at Dodge performance last uh round one. It looked like they got knocked out right away.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: However, in this series they, they took out Hitman. So it sounds like Hitman's a team that we might um, talk a little bit more about, but just looking at the bracket, Dodge Tronic might be one of those teams that, uh, you know, kind of just said, Hey, you know what? Um, round one was kind of like a wake up call. Let's come back, uh, more fierce. And it looks like they they did pretty well. Um, unless I'm reading this bracket incorrectly, uh, third place is what they took. Yeah. 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 Crazy.
4: Yeah. There was a noticeable difference in their play, at least in eight and a half. Um, because they, they were just doing so much better than I think they did in round one. And, and Ben talked to about that last podcast that, you know, they hadn't played in a while and um, that they knew that they needed to up their game. And, and from what I saw just from the sidelines, they did.
0: Awesome.
3: Yeah, they, have, uh, they had most of their round, run, round one roster there. They had a new guy who uh, they call him Boo. Uh, well, he's not new. He's played before. He just wasn't at round one. But he was definitely like a difference maker um, on their team from round one. Like he was, he was kind of their main offensive threat throughout the day in both eight point five and No Sting. And he was just—he was the loudest guy in the gym. He was—he was full of energy. He <laughs> brought like a different, a different kind of attitude to to Dodge Tronic. So he was you know he would like suicide someone and just scream the whole time he was flying across the line or
4: yeah.
3: or he would just yell at, at the opponent across like if someone was charging up on him he'd be like come on come on come get it come get it right and so was just it was a, a lot of hype and a lot of energy and i think it i think it pumped up the rest of the guys on that team um you know ben's pretty quiet on the court rachel's pretty quiet on the court they don't have a lot of loud guys but he was definitely doing enough for all of them and i think they all kind of fed off of that so
4: and they were making the plays, right? They 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 had a lot of catches that I saw, um, and and some good teamwork. So I think it it worked out well for them.
0: And you said this guy's name was Boom. Boo. Boo.
1: B
4: O
0: O. B O O. Okay. He
1: he doesn't like people to use his real name. I <laughs> see. I I was told by Ben that he doesn't like people to use his government name. <laughs>
0: okay. all right. um, well, that sounds kind
3: of, like a, like a, some kind of conspiracy theory or something.
0: Like. <laughs> Don't use my government name, all right? Oh <laughs> um, well, I do want to get it more into dotronic and and talk about the Hitman but real quick um, to kind of go back to the the big differences that were noticeable. How about you, Marie? Um, I mean, from not only just uh, open, but from from women's as well. What did you notice that was different this time around?
4: Well, one of the things is, you know, for us, Shreveport isn't like a hub of dodgeball out here in the South. So everybody traveled. There, it wasn't a home environment for anybody. And so what I noticed was every team um, changed up some. Um, I don't think there was, and you guys can correct me, but in open and or uh, eight and a Half and no sting, there wasn't a single team that was untouched, right? Um, we added hit we had the, what was it spitfire to carbon change? And there were some roster changes there. Um, even outsiders had, uh, Elijah added and Kim added, uh, for round two. So, I mean, every team was a little bit different. I think, you know, I think it did give a little bit of a different feel just because there were a little bit of a, Different players on the court, um, and in women's, and I think we'll talk about that a little bit more when we get into women's. That it was um, we played a different format, and the the same thing happened there, where teams changed up a little bit, with the exception of one team, and I'm thinking on my feet. Um, so you know, I think that that changed the dynamic some, um, but even everybody traveling, either they came in the night before or they drove up that morning. I think, you know, that impacted players some, um, nobody really knowing the area or being from there for the most part. I think it it impacted things. I don't know if it was positive or negative. I just think it, it, it certainly um, had an impact on it. And I think, you know, if we're looking at it that way, some of the things that the guys were sharing about not being prepared or whatever, I think that everybody traveling and this wasn't a home court for anybody. Um, Mm -hmm. nobody had house to run over to, to go grab needles. I mean, um, you know, I think that probably fed into some of the, if we call it lack of preparedness or whatever we want to, we want to call it. I think that's part of it too. So, um, but overall, I think it was a fun tournament. I, I think there were probably some surprises in play that we can get into, but um, I enjoyed it.
0: <clears throat> gotcha.
3: It sounded like we were a bunch of drug addicts. No one had a house to <laughs> run to to get needles. <laughs>
1: I, mean, I mean, Vaughn Vaughn was screaming at our car while we were flying seventy miles, seventy five miles per hour on the highway. Oh,
4: 75. It was. You we were least flying like seventy five.
1: You were going ninety.
4: We were trying to catch up to you. Jeez. <laughs>
0: Um, so much to comment on do I want to let that go or do I want to dig in more <laughs> I, I, I kind of want to do um, Joe you want to kind of paint the scene a little bit let's know what was going on there
1: Oh, we were on the highway I didn't even know that they had left close to when we left to and so we were on the highway I mean I try not to speed I might have been going like 80 but in my rear view I could see a car that looked like Marie's and I wasn't sure if it was the van cause I don't know. I was just like, not sure. And then as they pulled up, I saw luxurious hair flowing out the window. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I was like, oh, that's Vaughn. <laughs> and so he gets down, he's screaming.
2: He's hanging wall.
4: halfway out the window. Yeah, it was, it was wild.
0: Somehow I knew that when you said luxurious hair, I was like, he's probably talking about Vaughn.
4: Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, it wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was definitely me.
0: <laughs> Flying in the wind. Well, he
1: I, I did see him almost lose his sunglasses. No. <laughs> well, oh, I mean,
3: I wouldn't have yelled get off get out of the way or whatever I yelled, but we we were trying to get past you and then you just got over in front of us going way slow.
1: <laughs> and then you finally moved back over. <laughs> being
0: a defensive driver gotta be safe um all right cool let's go ahead and go into uh, <laughs> some of the teams and, and back to the tournament so uh yeah starting with you joe um and just kind of get back into like i said the, the, the tournament and, and teams that surprised you uh, aside from hitman and dodgetronic was there were there anybody else that showed up um you know looked like they did their homework and were ready to to play for round two
1: uh i thought voodoo definitely showed up uh they surprised a lot of people in round 1 um because kind of how we said in the last podcast we had played against all those guys before and we didn't think we were going to have that much of a problem for with them and the way they played together with this new roster that they had uh shocked a lot of people and then coming into round 2 it was like okay we saw what they had you know we'll, we'll see we'll see if they do anything really to change it this time and they didn't they seemed to to stay on the grindstone and they seem to be pretty much employing similar strategies they were communicating they were i mean they were playing um uh, they were playing pretty well i mean I don't, i'm not i don't remember exactly how well they did in 8.5 but in no sting they came out and got second again
0: nice um so you do want to kind of ask about specific players, but we can probably save that for the other section. Um, how about you, Joseph?
2: Um, yeah, Voodoo came out real strong. i um, trying to think. I mean, they were they, – they seemed – they weren't as uh, – I feel like in the first round they were a little bit more wild. Uh, this round they were really working together, staying together. They weren't making too many um, plays by themselves or anything like that. Um, I mean, they, they beat us in the round Robin. Uh, I think I have to go back and check the bracket. I think they got fifth in the, the bracket play. Um, the Carbon uh, they did. They actually did a lot better this round. They did a lot better. I know they're going to have some changes coming up here pretty soon because I think Eli is um, deploying or yeah, going to- he, Yeah, he's deployed out, so I'm not sure how they're going to fit that, um, that void there. Yoshi is with Hitman, with um, Brian, and Brian Brian Brian's something else. So I mean, he, he can play. Uh, mm-hmm. So that was that was like really when Johnny comes back and they get some of the other players there, it's going to be a really solid team. Um, I'm trying to think, there's just so many things that kind of happened that weekend with the the teams and players. Um, uh, Cat Five, uh, I felt like they struggled a little bit. Um, I I can't remember that. I can't remember how many games they won during the round robin, but I remember they were. They were having some trouble trouble during eight point five, and then uh, um, they beat us last time in No Sting in round one. But this round, um, we had some. They had a lot of issues with uh, out of bounds line, the the hard line in the center. They kept going over it, so I mean, we 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 beat them that way. But it was you know by default. So hmm. trying to think of um, and then uh, Outlaws beat us. There's like I said, there's a ton of stuff <laughs> going on this round that was a little bit different. Um, for my team, I, I don't. The way we played, I don't feel it was the way we we played in round one and some of the other tournaments we had been playing, and it was definitely a a different change in pace, but um, they still came through really strong. Um, I mean, and that's really all I got for that part there. I don't know if there's anything else I can add. There's there's tons of things that happened. Gotcha. Uh, Oh, go ahead.
1: uh, Just kind of piggybacking (laughs) off of that, I think a big thing for Carbon was adding Jalen Jalen Gardner from Dynasty that made a huge difference for them. So.
0: Uh, Jalen is from Jalen's
1: from Michigan oh wow and he plays with dynasty that's his his team team but he lives in the DFw area so he uh subs in here and there when he can I guess and uh I mean he plays in pretty much every tournament here that's not elite but for elite he kind of subs in on some of the lower level teams because of the travel rules and um so he jumped in with carbon since carbon hadn't placed last time and yeah, it made, made a pretty big difference for them.
0: Gotcha. And you actually, you kind of brought up a good point. And I was going to start with, um, with Joseph on this one. And that was, you guys had, um, was surprised to see that wrecking balls was, was in the twin cities, uh, tournament. Did that help you guys prepare for this event at all?
2: Well, the few of us that did go, it was, um, Raziel Sanchez, um, Nick Venegas, and then um, Justin Ashby, and then myself. Um, I, I mean, I've done other Nationals, so I kind of see, I've seen what's out there, and I know what's out there. Uh, those guys are all young and new, and um, it really helped them kind of really, one, build their network and kind of see other people and what they're playing, playing styles are like, how people... Um, it's played so much differently. Like, that whole format in uh, Minnesota was... Uh, something we were all new to um we read the rules but reading the rules and then actually applying and seeing them are like it really changes the game i mean even from uh last year to this year with the elite rules really um, i'm trying to get the rest of the players on my team just to, to take the test just so they can understand the they can actually make better plays and see things huh. um, i know the guys that have taken it they're able to see what's <clears throat> going on um but you know, it's made a huge difference i know um Justin and Nick have both voiced it to me. Just some of the stuff they've seen, and I, and I visually have seen it in their gameplay um, with those three that have gone to that that type of tournament. And you can just the, the way they think and the way their processes are going and the way they're they're playing is a lot different from when they first came in. But it's definitely a lot more tactical.
0: That's interesting. So you're saying by having them take the ref test, that might actually help them uh, improve their dodgeball game.
2: Yeah, I think so. Because I mean, every time I go back through and I read, it's more. It's not so much like improving their physical, but it's just their game smarts. Like they can actually pay attention to see things happening. They can look for things. um, because there's always something kind of going on. Um, I I mean, I'm not going to say this was one of the best rounds ever played, as far as um, refing. Refing's definitely helped out a lot, and they're doing a lot. And there's a, a lot of things going on that people didn't see or catch. And you know, you go back later in the footage and you see it, and it's kind of like, oh, wow, you know, that should have happened this way or you know, why didn't anybody see that? But um, just being able to understand the sequence, we had, um, I think we had one play where one of my guys got really upset and threw a ball down and walked off the court. But it was, if he just would have waited and you know, took his time and t- spoke to the ref really quick, there was, it was one of those sequence plays where he actually could have stayed in. Oh, Here wow. He walked off the court. So there's little, little things like that that um, can change or make or break a game.
0: So, that's cool. And that's a pretty cool selling point for uh, for Mark for trying to get people to take the the ref <laughs> test. I think it's like take the ref test. It will also help you improve your game. That's an interesting uh, take on it. Um, going to you, Von, um what teams did you notice um, that that changed or uh, gave you like a rough time or that you wanted to comment on?
3: Um, I'll echo what kind of everyone else has said about Voodoo. They they looked uh, stronger this round than they did last. Outlaws, I think, definitely looked stronger this round than they did than they did last round. Those guys have been putting in uh, quite a bit of work at our practices on on Mondays. Anthony sets up practices every Monday, and you can come and practice as a team or, or fill in. You know, for teams that don't have nice. enough people, and and they've been pretty consistent about being there, most of them, and. It showed they they definitely played a lot better this round than they did. They gave us um, a good run for our money. And in that finals match, that was a that was a really crazy back and forth match. Um, uh, I mean, obviously, Dodge Tronic played, you know, light years better than they did than they did last round. Uh, Carbon adding, like Joe said, Jalen Helped them a lot. They didn't have a great tournament. And he was, he was a lot of the games that I watched. He was a difference maker, whether it was his catching or, or you know, just being an offensive threat, but he, he definitely won a lot of games for that team. And, and he was, he's a good pickup for them, especially just having kind of his leadership and experience um, playing with, you know, dynasty. Who's one of the better teams in the country and bringing some of that to carbon. Hopefully that can, Rub off on them, and, and they can learn a lot and go further with it. But other than that, I think that was that was kind of more of the teams that improved.
0: Nice. Um, yeah, I, I want to. I don't want to stick on it too much, but I think it's pretty cool that you know Dodge Tronic Supersonic went from getting knocked out immediately all the way to a third place. Um, definitely, whatever they did, they should obviously continue doing. Do they? Uh, do they normally? place that high? Is that like, is that common for them? Or was that something just came out of nowhere?
3: No, they're pretty consistently in that three, four, five area. Um, when, when they make it, like Ben had said, last podcast last year, they were pretty much non-existent. Um, but whenever they've been there, they've, they've pretty consistently been in that kind of middle of the grouping you
0: know three to five maybe six but they, they've been pretty consistent about it gotcha so i want to ask also kind of similar question what i asked joseph um you guys had the ball wars tournament as well right is that what it's called dallas dodgeball uh, ball wars no,
3: dodge war yeah
0: dodge war yeah. yikes okay um thought i had a handle on that one did that help you guys <laughs> um, at all um and th- this can go to all of you guys uh pre- prepare for this tournament Uh,
1: So it was foam. So maybe not in that, the ball type aspect, but um, that last one here, I guess Dodge war was the first time Kim had come and played with us. And uh, there was really no talk about him staying with us or playing with us consistently until after that tournament. And after that tournament, immediately most of our team was like, you need to ask him to play with us. So, um it was it was such a natural fit that we were gonna do pretty much everything we could to try to I mean he he was saying too on the ride home from the tournament that he he would have he it would he liked the idea of getting to play with us more. And so um after that tournament, because of it being such a natural fit and him playing really well, especially with Mike and Elijah, um, I think that was a good good build up going into elite for us nice yeah i agree
3: i think you know we just we needed someone to fill in and we had just seen seen kim at, at round one for elite, so we asked him to come down and, and play the phone tournament with us and with our team especially you know mikey elijah kathy joe marie me kind of having more of the family dynamic it's it's a little harder for for people to I guess fit in like it. It's a little bit different dynamic than it is for most teams, where it's you know a bunch of friends, or or maybe even sometimes people who don't particularly like each other. Um, so for someone to kind of come in and just immediately mesh with our team and feel like they've been playing with us for a long time is is a big deal. And the way he kind of handled himself and the way he fit in with all of us, and like Joe said, especially Mikey and Elijah, told us that he would be a really good pickup for him or for us. Sorry. And like Joe said, there wasn't a lot of talk before that about, about adding him. It was really just going to be a one tournament deal, but, but, you know, things happen and there was kind of a big controversy about it on some of the uh, Facebook threads. I don't, I don't remember which, (laughs) which uh, article or whatever it was in particular, but I wasn't part of the conversations with with Mark and Glenn. That was that was more of a Joe thing. But, you know, we went we did every, all the stuff we needed to do to make sure he was going to be OK and clear to play with us. And if Joe wants to elaborate on that, he can because he had those discussions. But. Yeah, just to get the elephant in the room out there <laughs> out of the way, we. Uh, you know, we talked and we did our research with, with the higher-ups at Elite. So whenever we found out that he could play with us and, and he, you know, Stingers was kind of up in the air whether they were going to be able to play or stay together or whatever it was, he, he was interested in coming over. And so there was a mutual interest there, and and it just worked out. Um, good for us that it worked out. <laughs> right. um, but, yeah.
0: Gotcha. Might, might get into that. I, I did want to ask uh... – just because she's been pretty silent for a while. Marie, did you have anything that you noticed um, from your perspective? Were you able to watch open?
4: Yeah, I I did. You know, I saw, um, like, we already commented on Dontotronic, and I I fully agree with that. There was was a moment I was watching one of their games against um, Outsiders, and I I fully thought that they were going to take that um, whole match that that it was. Did they win, you guys? I don't think they did. I think it was 2-1. But, um you know, I was biting my nails on it. Um, you know, I agree with outlaws, uh, again, I thought it was, it could have gone either way when it came to getting into that championship match. Um, and the way that everybody was playing, um, it it did go back and forth and, and, uh, it was a tight match. So, um, I think all of those things have already been said. It was, uh, I think, you know, if we get into talking about certain players, and I think we will, um, I probably have some more comments. I think when we talk about women's too, I'll get into a little bit more, but overall on women's, um, you know, the, what my main takeaway is, is that the teams came out more or even more as teams where last round we were just starting, uh, everyone, at least the, the three, the first, second, third teams, um, were just really well put together as teams. And, and it was nice to see that dynamic forming and, and continuing to grow. And I think it played out, um, on the court during the, um, during the bracket play. And, and so it, we will elaborate on that a little bit more when we get there.
0: Awesome. Definitely want to delve into that some more, but I do have one more question for, um, for Joe and, and Vaughn specifically. And and that question was, um, what did you guys do to stay um, as a first place team? Um, you kinda of picked kinda of touched a little bit on how was it was it Kim Vaughn? What was his name?
3: Yeah, Kim Kim Wen.
0: So you kinda of maybe picked up on how that might have helped you guys, but uh, what else did you guys do to, to kinda of help you guys secure victory? And it looks like you had to um, you had to beat outsiders or outlaws twice right is that correct yeah
4: yeah because you guys lost to outlaws earlier in the bracket play right
3: right yeah so that was that was actually the only game we or the only match we lost all day we kind of rolled through round robin play undefeated and then they beat us 2-1 um in in the in the bracket play sent us down to the, down to the loser's bracket. So we had to beat them twice in the final and, and we were able to, to pull it out both times.
0: Nice. Well, what did you, and maybe you can take this one, Joe, What did you guys do anything differently? Um, or did you guys practice more? Was it just more experience or did you guys come in thinking we're going to just take it all or what, what happened there?
1: I mean, of course we came and think we we're going to take it all, <laughs> but, <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, so with the addition, especially of Kim and Elijah coming around too, it changed, it changed the dynamic of our team a little bit. Um, so in round one, we had much more of a catching base and we were sitting a little more on the back line. Um, and for this tournament with Elijah and Kim being super athletic and then Jake can hang with them and Mikey can hang with them. Um, that side of the court was just bouncing all over the place and we were being being real active and pushing people back and pressure and um, played played a little differently this time than we did, especially in round one. And I think that took a lot of the teams that we played against in round robin, especially maybe not in bracket because they saw it already. But um, when we played against teams a lot for the first time in round robin, I think it took a lot of teams by surprise.
3: Gotcha. Yeah, I think, you know, we, we definitely had kind of more practice time but I think just adding Elijah who's who's been one of the found you know kind of foundations of our team really helped us a lot um the way him and Mikey can kind of play off, play off each other for better or worse um is a, it's a difference maker for us and then having Kim be able to kind of jump straight into that um helped us a lot and then Jake like like Joe said Jake's Jake's a pretty athletic guy and he was able to get up there and do some things that we've never really seen him do before. He was, he was at the line, just baiting people into throws, just, you know, giving us ball control or, or throwing, you know, bad balls that we could catch. And Jake had the best tournament that I've ever seen, seen Jake have. He was, he was on fire. If I had, if I had to name an MVP for that tournament, it would definitely be Jake. And in the moment I didn't, I didn't realize how well he was doing. And then I went back, And I watched the entire live stream that they posted on Twitch. And I was just like, man, Jake was, Jake was incredible yesterday. And he was definitely a big part of us winning. He had a, he had a bigger role for us than, than he usually does. So, you know, he showed us kind of what, what he can really do whenever, whenever he has those opportunities. And because I mean, guys like me and Joe and, you know, Cody, we don't, we're not, the type of guys who can just jump you know six feet off the ground or whatever have these crazy acrobatic dodges but whenever you get the the boys and jake up there um just baiting people into throws making great dodges giving us ball control it gives us an advantage and this was the the first tournament where where all those things were able to come together and and we were able to to play a little bit different game kind of stay with our normal strategy but just have a lot of a lot more things go our way because they were giving us more opportunities, making more opportunities for us.
0: Nice. And do did, did you get his full name, Jake?
3: Jake Abert. H-E-B-E-R-T.
0: Nice. Definitely have to look out for him. Um, cool. And, and I guess this is a pretty, pretty good segue into just now discussing some of the players that, that stood out. Um, in addition to uh, Jake Vaughn, did anybody else catch your eye that has not been mentioned yet?
3: Um yeah Elijah Hashimoto for us he wasn't at round 1 um he's he's still in high school so for round 1 he had to, to stay behind for a, a baseball tournament um but having him there you know he showed off what he can do everyone's always kind of known that that he can catch and and he definitely caught uh in round 2 but he also we moved him over to the corner for the first time um he has he's normally kind of played more in the middle for us and We've been working him out at the corner and it's been going really well. So people saw him saw more of his offensive threat too this round than than maybe he's done in the past. Um who else stood out? Uh, the, the Boo guy from Dodge Tronic, like I said, he brought right. a whole new energy to that team and he was definitely their their biggest weapon offensively. Um, Jonathan Harper for Outlaws, um, I was you know, when I was going back watching the live stream, reviewing video, he was just Especially in round robin, he was just killing guys from his corner. Every time someone came up to the line, they'd get countered, or or he, whenever he'd go up offensively, he was just tearing people up, and people didn't really seem to have an answer for him a lot of the time. Anthony Miller is always a always a, a bet to have a, a good day offensively, and and he leads that team, and he's he's always consistent with his play. You know, he'll make the catches, and he'll. Don't know look
0: guys and that don't see it coming. Right. Gotcha. Um, how about you, Joseph?
2: Um, all those players there. I mean, I'll second all that on all of them. I'd like to add a uh, George had a couple good runs there, especially with, um, with outsiders there that he was, he was doing pretty good. And a couple of the other teams, he was, he was getting a lot of catches and, um, just a side note on Jake, Jake, that's the same Jake from your Minnesota podcast that was, uh, with us. He went up with us some wrecking balls. So, um, Jake's something else. Um, he he's an incredible player. He's, he got good, he's got a good he's uh, a good a good spirit to him. He always lifts everybody up. So just to put that out there. Um, uh, for my team, we actually made a swap. We um wanna um we um had wanna step down for 8.5, and then um, we brought Matthew Martinez, which was from our original team back up. Um, his schedule finally cleared up, so we um, we made that switch. Uh, uh he helps us out because one of the things uh I feel like we're always kind of in short base is uh, accuracy and uh, throwing arms, so he helped us out a lot. I do want to give shout-out to Juana, though, because they did pretty good in um, with her team in the women's division. I yeah, yeah they
1: too.
2: won. Yeah, they won. So yeah. <laughs> um, That's pretty good. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it, was a, it was a plus thing for her. Um, yeah. Tronic Boo. he comes in. He's, he's come to some of our foam tournaments before. They, the guy is a beast. Um, I don't remember him being as loud as that, like he was in this tournament, but he was definitely – but there, there's definitely several players um rage had some good moments Um carbon had a lot of good moments uh kind of go back through all of them uh voodoo uh, taking heads um von kelly here was taking heads uh, it, it was it was a really good tournament
3: awesome yeah actually one more that i want to mention real quick before we get into someone else and so i don't forget uh randy from hitman so randy's played with hitman for a long time even i guess back when joe played with hitman back in the day and uh he came and it was just him and david were the only two kind of main hitman guys that came but he had a better day at the tournament than i've probably ever seen him play he was he's left-handed and he was just tearing guys up he was surviving he was usually last one in when i would look over or when i'd walk up to their court and he was he was just on target more so than i've ever seen him before so Randy had a
0: really good day for, for Hitman. Nice. And this is Randy. What's his last name? Garza. Garza.
2: Was he the one with the the hat or the Mohawk? The hat. The the hat. Yeah.
0: Cool. And how about you, Joe? Um, Anybody aside from who was previously mentioned that you noticed?
1: Um, let's see. I got, I got boo on mine. I got Jake. I got Elijah. Um, I don't know. I think I'm going to have to pretty much second second all of that. I thought I thought Boo made a huge difference. Um, Elijah and Jake, I mean, it, I, to not sound like I'm only bragging on my own team, Elijah and Jake brought us back from a one-on-six to win one of our matches in the finals against Outlaws. Oh, wow. Um, and that's the kind of day that they were both having. So um, Elijah caught one on a one-on-six, brought Jake back in. Jake caught another one. And we ended up coming back and winning that match. And, uh, yeah, again, that's the kind of day that they were having, so.
0: Nice. And uh, how about you, Marie? Yeah. I saw you, uh, oh, go ahead, Vaughn.
3: Oh, no, I was just going to say, like, I think, you know, we we came in really confident that everyone was going to be playing well. Um, on the Monday practice leading up to that, we had our full team there for the first time in a while. and. And we were killing everybody. Usually, even in practice, Outlaws plays us really close. But on Monday at practice, we were just we were rolling through Outlaws, and Corey Larson actually messaged me after after the Monday practice, and he was he was like, "Dude, you guys were just crazy good tonight." And so I think we came in really confident that everyone was going to have a good day. Um, Outlaws definitely came in and had had a good day than they had at that Monday, or better day than they had at that Monday practice, but. You know, I think having that that week leading up to leading up to round two and how how well we've been playing for that week or two before. I think it I think it boosted everyone. Jake, Elijah, you know, Mikey, me, Cody, Joe. I think I think that's what I think. That's one of the things that really helped us and and gave us a big confidence boost. There
1: there is one that I forgot to mention. Uh, Wes from Voodoo. Wes from Voodoo. uh, Was he there at round one? I don't remember seeing him, to be honest,
3: but he he might have been.
1: I mean, I knew who he was and um I've played against him before, but he made some big catches for them, and and kept them in some kept them in some close games. Um, and it definitely impressed me. So yeah, Wes from Voodoo needed a shout out.
0: Awesome. Do you by chance know his last name?
1: Uh, I have him on my Facebook. I can look. It's, it's <laughs> like.
3: Haggard or Hogard, something like that. Gotcha. Starts with an H and ends with an R.
0: <laughs> I'm sure he'll know it's him. Then <laughs> that's all that matters.
4: <laughs>
1: yeah, so uh, Wesley now. Hogard, H O G G A R D.
0: Nice, very cool. And uh, how about you, Marie? Did you um, any players that you might have noticed um, from your perspective? That haven't been mentioned. Yeah, I
4: mean, I I, would, I wanted to make sure that Harper got called out um, and mentioned, and he did. I think, certainly... Um, I, you know, hey, Joseph, I was going to ask you, did Did Justin Ashby make it to this tournament? And if so, how did he do? Because I've been so impressed with his play, and I didn't necessarily notice um, him this time, so I didn't know if...
2: No, he, you didn't, know. he actually had quite a few crazy plays. Um, uh, The one guy from Hitman, um... Uh, he got hit right in the chest, and Justin somehow managed to dive out with one hand and got his hand underneath the ball before it, you know, um, hit the ground and scooped it up. Um, he had a few other plays. I'm just trying to remember that were he had another one where he managed to. Um, it was right there by the ref. He jumped up, caught the ball in the air, managed to get his two feet in, and then like fell out of bounds. Um, but you know, they 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 ruled it. The, the momentum catched away. He set it all up. So. Uh, I mean, it just he's always phenomenal. Every time I, I see him come out there, um, he did really good. Um, people were definitely gunning for him a lot more. Uh, yeah. we, uh, I know people are getting wise to him and uh, Nick and some of their tactics. So there's uh, definitely something for us to work on until, you know, up until round three. But um, I felt like he was definitely targeted a lot more than normal, um, finding himself in a little bit more pickles. People are starting to figure out how to get him out. So, He's he's
3: just hard to hit. Yeah, one of the things that I've noticed that that y'all did, um, and I'm not sure I've noticed this before, but on some of the teams that were maybe a little slower on the rush, Justin would actually go up on the rush himself, just by himself. And he's (laughs) so fast that he would clear all three balls before – the other team <laughs> had to with two people, and it was, it was cracking me up. He didn't do it against us, but you know, I, we have a little bit faster guys with with Jake and Elijah running, but, um, but yeah. on some of those <laughs> teams, I noticed he'd just take off by himself and he'd, he'd still manage to clear all three balls and, and Nick would still manage to take you know, someone out
2: on the, on the rush. So we started doing that. I don't know if anybody else really, you're the first one, I guess, to really mention it because I always worried about it. Cause I'm like, you know, you're the only one rushing. We try to have other people rush with them, and we don't get the same results we do if one guy going up there and doing it because he can do it. Um, we do have some other things that kind of work with it, but yeah, he he's definitely just... Um, he, he gets up there, he can clear those balls. I mean, he can get them out there across, he can protect himself, he can get out of there. He can actually clear the line. Uh, but like I said, it seems like where you got like elijah mikey and jake all running up there it's a little harder a little bit more difficult for him to do it by himself so we definitely had to send somebody else
0: that's interesting strategy so he he gets all three does he roll them back <laughs> man, or? He, he
2: he no man it's it's full tosses he runs all the way up um he like granny like granny tosses like two of them really quick and then has a third one for himself
0: wow that's interesting
2: it's pretty, it's pretty,
3: pretty crazy to watch in action. Like how fast and how efficiently he gets it all done. Like I really have no idea how he does it. I I mean, I certainly could never do it if I could even get to the line, which would, which would be, you know, in <laughs> itself. But to get my hands on all the balls and get them to someone else, it's, it's just, it's crazy the way
2: he does it.
1: I wouldn't have thought to describe it as granny tossing it, but yeah, he definitely throws some granny
0: shots at people. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that paints a pretty
1: That's the only thing I can think of calling,
2: you know, like Granny rolling a bowling ball, but it's just like, here you go.
0: That's crazy. I'll have to, you know, I keep saying this, but I'll, I'll have to look at that too and see if I if I can catch that happening, maybe on like a recap video or if um, if they go to nationals. Uh, we actually
2: recorded um, uh, one of my good friends, Anna, uh, was actually able to um, set up the camera and record all of our 8.5 matches, so it kind of worked out for us and saved oh, some nice. battery time and that running around court, stuff like that. So um, I, I can send it to you here later on, but I have it on our webpage page as well, or our Facebook page.
0: Cool. Yeah, I'd like to see how that's done and maybe maybe borrow that move, just try it out. <laughs> um, so yeah, so moving on to women's. Um, Marie, what was um, what was the main difference overall? I know we kind of touched up on it a little bit, but um, just to kind of bring back the conversation, uh, let's start with, with that real quick question.
4: Yeah, I think, you know, for using, like, group dynamics or, or something like that, we, we were moving from that forming stage into more of a, you know, kind of um, storming and norming when it comes to team formation. I think um, we ended up moving this tournament to a 5v5 format, um, which wasn't an official elite uh, format before this round, um, and, and they worked with us to make that happen. Um and so that certainly was different for us. Um, and then just overall, we had three teams return, um, as more or less the same team. Um, so we had caught up, uh, led by Lizette Martinez that, that came out and they were, um, I think they, they had one player. Well, ever they had one player change out because we went to a, a, a five per people on the court. Um, but they also added Juana, um, Maldonado to, to their team. Um, but aside from that, um, we had a WMD return and they were, I think the entire team, um, was the same. Um, they had brought five to round one and just kind of rotated the fifth person in. And then, um, our, the, the team from New Orleans, um, they had a couple changes as well, added a fifth person, but their core people were the same. And so those three teams, it was clear, had a chance to um, practice, uh, work on more strategy. And so just watching the teams gel a little bit more and solidify, um, it really made a difference in the rest of the time. So we added sirens um this this round, and they were uh, brand new, um, with the exception of I believe uh, Alex, who had played with us and Southern Southern Glory last time. She captained uh, Sirens as a new team, um, and then my team. Um, I kept three uh, members: Kath- Kathy uh, Martinez, and then um, Sky Harrison, and we added two new. So the Southern Glory and um, Sirens were more or less new. The other three really had had a chance to work together and play and it it really showed on the court.
0: Gotcha. And so this was um, too many questions at once. So it went from four to five. Um, Did you feel like I guess, I guess, can you, can you use that as like a metric of success for the first round?
4: Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, we expected as we got closer to, um, the, the Dallas area or DFW that we would increase in numbers just because we have been growing the women's, um, just the number of women playing within Dallas, but really a lot of it's coming out of Fort Worth and the leagues that they have out there. Um, so we expected to be able to have more women participate if they weren't traveling all the way to New Orleans. Um, when it came down to Shreveport, there was still some travel involved. There's still some scheduling difficulties, but we were able to, to pick up more people that wanted to come out and play. And I do think that was a little bit to the success of round one, but I think, um, maybe even more than that, just the advocacy that the women have have tried to have, um, you know, in their local um, leagues to try and recruit women and and say, hey, come out and play with us. I think just having the opportunity in round one um, gave it more legitimacy, I guess, maybe um, for round two.
0: Because it was like, maybe they saw it as like, it's a real thing. Now it's actually not going to happen, but it's happened. So
4: yeah, there were, there were teams that they could recruit them onto, right? Hey, you want to come play with weapons of mass destruction or, or caught up or whatever, right? Nice. I mean, there, there were teams that, that people could play. And there were people who wanted to play in round one based on the initial kind of recruitment that just couldn't make that date or couldn't make the travel work. So um, I fully expect when we get to uh, round three, which is going to be in Dallas, that we will um, – either be able to add, uh, a fifth team for five V five or, um, even go to six V six.
0: Nice. So I, that was one of the follow-up questions I was going to ask is do you, do you foresee a potential six V six team format for, uh, for next round?
4: Yeah, I really do. I mean, th- there's a couple questions for me is, uh, you know, of course, um, uh, whether that date works or not for people. Right. But, um, beyond that, because again, these, these teams weren't together and these players weren't part of elite when the dates were announced back in December. Right. So it's not like everybody just already had these dates on their calendar and and had them blocked off. So, um, there's, there's some scheduling, uh, component to it, but, um, you know, I'm curious to see whether, the ladies from New Orleans are going to be able to travel out to DFW. It's certainly a, a bigger commute than even Shreveport. Um, so I'm hoping they can join us again. Um, and then hopefully we're able to to grow the teams by, by one more person.
0: Awesome. Well, it's definitely, I mean, problem's a problem, right? But it's, it's still a good problem to have where it's, it's dates that are conflicting now versus there's just nobody that wants to play. It's just right. like lack of interest. Yeah, so. it's good. It's, it's, it's good. It's
4: good. Yeah. I, I think the other thing, too, that was different about this tournament that, that I noticed was, um, you know, the, round one was all about getting started. And so it was less about keeping our teams together, less about, um, I mean, even just, we were certainly playing by elite rules and all that. But there was so much learning involved and so much um, consideration for the fact that so many people were new to elite. This round, um, There was a lot of confusion about rules, um, a lot of, I I say confusion, but I really mean more like growth, right? We were trying to make sure that everybody was clear on it and it was um, clear on the different rules. And and that was, I don't want to call it a pain point. It it really was a growth opportunity for all the women here. And I think, you know, I and, and some of the others were trying to make sure that those things were called out um, and addressed, um, in a, in a constructive way, um, so that people learned more, um, you know, and, and it was something that people were prepared because we have a lot of people who are intending to go to, um, certainly round three, but then possibly even the nationals. And, um you know across when we get to nationals some of the things that we were seeing here both in playing and roughing um just from rule confusion and that kind of thing they, they're just not gonna it's not gonna help anybody if they aren't aware of uh, um you know some of these these rules or or just uh these clarifications that, that needed to be made so you know there was a lot of kind of that which led to i think a little bit of conflict um uh, for people Uh, but I think overall, everyone, again, is committed to, uh, making this work. And I think, um, I heard a lot of the teams comment about, you know, the people down here who are playing are, are so nice and, um, you know, everyone's still apologizing when when it's a hard hit, and those kinds of things, (laughs) um, which, you know, I, I like that atmosphere where everybody's still wanting to support each other and encourage each other without being, uh, without losing the competitive nature of the right. sport.
0: That's very cool. So it's it's kind of like growing pains. Um, yeah. And it's good conflict, and it's just going to help uh, help propel um, the women's division for, for the South region even further. Um, Do you want to ask, because I was looking at the comparison of this bracket versus um, South uh, Round 1, and it looks like caught up, definitely kind of stepped up a little bit. Um, did you notice anything with them in particular that we might've missed or?
4: Well, I think, um, yeah, there, there were a couple things. When we had uh, round one, when we were playing, I think, um, Southern glory caught up weapons of mass destruction and throw me th- something. Um, they all were pretty equal teams. Um, and as I was playing round one, I thought, well, you know, any, any one of these teams could, could really put this together and win. Um, and round two caught up was still right up in there. I think during, uh, round Robin, I don't know that they stood out quite as much as they did when they came, um, into, uh, bracket play. Uh, the difference really was, um, they had committed to playing together as far as I could tell um, right away after round one, they were going to play together for round two um, when they added Juana um, to, to their team and just added another experienced player. Juana of the South women, she's she's one who is experienced for a few years in playing elite. She's played eight and a half. She's played no sting, um, you know, even at nationals. And so she, she's, a good experienced player and she was on her game this, this tournament. Um, so, you know, she was a, a big win for them. Um, but the the other person I'd call out would on their team is, is uh, Valerie. Um, she is newer to the sport as far as, as I know, but certainly new to elite. And so she had her first round um, under her belt and, Afterward, uh, you know, certainly in round two, she was more experienced and, and ready to play. And I think she's helping, even though Lizette is a captain, I think she certainly, um, Valerie certainly has a, a leadership presence on the court and um, is, is definitely a threat to the other teams. Um, the other thing that happened here, at least in, in Dallas, is we started a, a women's practice um, on a weekly basis, separate from anything else that we've been doing. And so... Um, Thank you to the uh, Fort Worth uh, women <laughs> women who traveled so far over to the the east side of Dallas um, to practice, and thanks for to Cody for helping facilitate that, and some of the men from from um, the other teams helped facilitate and, and coach and train us as well. Um, but we were able to get in um, some good practice with no sting. We don't play no sting Other out here in, in this area. I think I know Fort Worth does some, but in Dallas, we don't. And so uh, it was a, a good opportunity for us to practice. We ran drills. Um, the teams that were together like weapons of mass destruction and caught up, they had an opportunity to play together as well and start thinking about, you know, where are they going to play on the court and who's going to do what and start to run some plays. Um, and that showed uh, when it came time to, to, to play this weekend. Nice.
0: That's really cool. So, I mean, going from no division at all to uh, now we have practices. I mean, it, it's definitely. Um, would it, would it be fair to say like, actually, let me let me stop myself real quick because I was going to say is it like a testament to the work that you put in, <clears throat> but I don't, don't want to put you on the spot. So I don't know if that's like a fair assessment to say or.
4: Um, I I I don't know that I've. I get the credit for that. I think that, um, there, I, I certainly opened the door maybe and had the conversations and kind of fought some where I needed to fight. But I think the other women have been the ones making it happen, stepping up. Um, and you know, they went through that door and, and they've really been leading the charge for their teams. Um, I, I can't really take too much credit for their success.
0: For sure, yeah, it's definitely not like a solo endeavor, and you're you're not um, you're not playing all the games by yourself. But you definitely got the conversation going, and um, it, it's be curious to see like how it's going to turn out uh, for round three and future years. So it's very cool to see that it's it's, it's moving up and, and developing versus um, you know regressing and, and whatnot. Yeah, very cool. Um, I do want to ask. Um, well, I guess we can start with Joe. Did you get to see any of the uh, the women's uh, division?
1: Yeah, I got to watch a pretty good pretty good p- portion of it.
0: What uh what teams did you notice um that may not have been covered already?
1: Um what's the team from from New Orleans? Throw right?
4: me something, sister.
1: So, they impressed me quite a bit at round 1 and uh again this round they they did a lot of good things. <clears throat> but uh In terms of that team, I kind of expected them, again, to come out and do real well. And they did do well. But um, Caught Up showed a lot of team chemistry and seemed like they were just out-teaming everybody. Like, they were, again, kind of how I talked about um, one of the other teams earlier. I don't remember. But uh, they were communicating. They were all over the place. They looked really cohesive compared to the majority of the other teams that we're playing. Gotcha.
0: And uh, how about you, Joseph? Did you get a chance to check out any of the uh, the women's uh, division events or teams?
2: Yeah, no, yeah, I got to watch um, a little bit of it. Um, I definitely wanted to kind of keep up with uh, Juana because she was on our, our 8.5 team. She plays with us in our other recreational tournaments here. Um, so I try to lean on her when I can, or give her some support if I if I notice anything kind of going on. Um, she's always real receptive of that. I don't, um, she knows what she's doing. She can play, um, but uh, caught up did really good. Um, that's um, lasat You know, I'm, I'm friends with her husband Juan, and um, Vanya's is on that team. It's a solid team. Uh, they they know what they're doing. Um, I don't know some of the other teams. I, don't know. I see Southern Glory. They do their thing. They're they're you know, Kathy and Marie, and they're doing their um, they're They're really good power players in there, and then, um, but I, I didn't get to do a whole lot of watching on that. Just just a few of the games.
0: Gotcha. And then, uh, how about Yvonne?
2: Yeah, I watched a bit of it. I was um,
3: pretty impressed with the New Orleans team again. You know, I think at least as far as I know, most of those girls play regularly in their league, and they use that ball, so that's something that they're more familiar with. So it, it's not shocking to see them do well or improving. I think they play a lot in New Orleans, kind of in, you know, maybe not as that team, but they get a lot of experience individually. Um, I think the practices have really helped a lot, not only for just sort of the the individual skills, but a lot of the nuances of, of the game. Um, particularly with like strategy and stuff, I saw a lot more, a lot more strategy this time than I did in round one, um, players covering each other, talking a lot more, uh, stuff like that. Um, yeah. And especially for the teams that, that stayed together, like I thought, um, WMD played, played really well. Um, I thought Christy Stevens had, you know, from the games that I saw, she had a really good day. Um.
4: Yeah. And she's coming off an injury too, right? So she's yeah. got one of those, those fun pinky injuries. So she, she's, I, I was impressed by that too.
0: Describe fun. Yes.
4: Well, <laughs> I, I, like... say that certainly sarcastically <laughs> still not having a straight pinky after nine months. So,
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, I kind of picked, that's why I figured. Like, um, you know, like it's going at an angle permanently or you just can't point it. Um, Vaughn, I think I might have cut you off on accident. Uh, did you did you have more to comment on, on Christy or some of the other teams or players?
3: Oh, yeah, no worries. Um, yeah, no, I just thought Christy was really good. She was on target most of the time that I saw. She was good kind of protecting the others um, from the corner. I thought Jen played pretty good, Jen Woodley. Um, I don't know the two newer girls on Caught Up, but they they were pretty good. They had some strong throws. Um, they left themselves in, you know, their positioning was good, stuff like that for girls. You know, I, I don't know them, so I don't know how much they play, but they seem to be catching on pretty quickly as far as, as far as how to play, where to be, what you need to be doing, stuff like that. And I don't know their names or else I would call them out, but Lee probably knows them, I'm sure. But, um, I thought, um, uh danny kennedy who we talked about last time from new orleans she played pretty well um yeah i just don't know a lot of names the the smaller girl on the christine johnson
4: i'm not gonna let that go this time it was christine (laughs) johnson i i had to make sure i figured out her name this time but that's her name (laughs)
3: <laughs> she's she's good. I like her. She's the love smallest her, person yeah. you've probably ever seen, <laughs> but,
4: but she's so oh. fierce and um, you know, fast. And I I I absolutely love. It. She plays across from me because she rushes, and I I like to play um in the left corner, and so she she plays across from me, and I I absolutely love it. Um, she's yeah. definitely something to fight. Yeah,
1: she seemed like she got a lot more aggressive this this round about her throws, like last. Uh, last round it seemed like she was pumping pump faking everybody down and she's so hard to hit but I think people started to pick up last round that she wasn't going to ever throw and this time I saw her throwing throwing quite a bit when people were kind of sh- shrugging her off like she wasn't going to. Another yes. shout out for Christine Johnson is she helped us out with some jumper cables in the parking lot after the <laughs> tournament so good on her
0: She's just completely changing the game around just helping out <laughs> all around
4: <laughs> You know, um, I don't want to miss another person that I was um, impressed by who was Bianca uh, Wolf. So she plays uh, in our recreational team, but she hasn't played in a while, at least not that I've seen. Um, And so she came out and joined Sirens and, uh, you know, having not played for a while, and I don't remember if she's ever played in Elite, um, she she did really good for her first tournament out. And I I was impressed by that. Glad to see it. Nice.
1: One more. uh, Marie had some like filthy headshots and she apologized for every single one of them, but she was killing it with some
0: counters. Nice. So um, I don't want to say you're like you're a headhunter, but are are you known for headshots Marie or just,
4: I mean, I certainly don't intend to, but I do know that I, I have a hard throw and, um, so if it if it hits their face, it, it I, I feel bad.
0: <laughs> yeah, so, sorry. Ron.
3: She's she's the opposite of me on headshots.
4: That's true. That's <laughs> true. But I think we may have been equal in number this time, so. mm. I, I offer
3: no apologies.
4: No, you don't.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I apologize to no one. Nice. <laughs> but keep that in mind. If I ever uh, square off against you, then Vaughn, like, all right, no apologies here see how it goes <laughs> um,
3: yeah it was i mean for me this tournament it was it was a different level i mean i usually collect a few but this tournament i had between the two divisions i had at least 15. didn't
4: you have <laughs> someone oh, yelling at you at one point
3: lower yeah order. one of the one of the dog stronic guys uh, screamed at me because i so i and i didn't realize this i had hit him in the face with an 8.5 ball and then switching over to no sting i immediately hit him in the face again with the no sting ball so he 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 let me know that he didn't appreciate it and uh, <laughs> well, like I, mean, I said no apologies at, le- at
0: least you're uh, <laughs> at least you're consistent um <laughs> across the balls um well cool i mean we, we obviously kind of transitioned into into players now that that stood out in the um the women's um I did want to give Joseph uh, a chance to mention anybody that he had not already called out um, before he moved on. Was there anyone else that you might have missed over, uh, Joseph, or did you get everybody?
2: I, you know, uh, watching the women's, I, I just didn't enough time to watch them. I know Bianca um, came back, but I didn't actually get to see any of her um, play. Um, uh, WMD, they always seem to do. Christy Stevens, um, she's actually taking us out of a couple – of other tournaments in the past by, um, you know, making some kind of a crazy catch or something. So definitely want to give her a shot out. But uh, I I just think enough uh, time to really sit down and watch all the players play.
4: Gotcha. You know, another thing I'd say, um, the women were really coachable. And I think I know, I noticed that myself when I was just kind of talking to them afterwards or in between matches about, you know, like I said, rule clarifications and that kind of thing. Um, But I also noticed that the the men were coming over and, you know, kind of supporting the women from their area the women from their team. So we had, um, you know, just some of the wrecking balls people over supporting um, whether it was Juana or or others at times Um, we had, you know, Eli was over there for a while supporting uh, the women. And and it, it was last time we had the men coming over in between their matches kind of cheering or kind of watching what was going on and, and interested in the game. But this time they were over there also adding the strategy layer and, and, you know, try this, do that. Um, mm. and the women were not only receptive, but able to execute those things in many cases. And and I thought that was pretty cool.
0: Awesome. So there, there's just more buy-in overall. It's not even just the women that are buying into the women's division. It's also the the, the men, the male players as well.
4: It seems like that. I mean guys, I don't know what what you've experienced. I know we talked about that a little bit in, in our in our last conversation. What do you, what are you guys noticing?
3: Yeah, I think so. I mean, you know, Joe and I have kind of a have an invested interest already with you and you and Kathy, but I definitely noticed a lot more a lot more guys over there watching, you know, cheering, you know, in some cases, coaching, like Marie said, there was definitely a, a lot more interest this time than there was in in round one. And I think, I think now that guys are seeing, frankly, women be successful on the court, maybe they're they're opening up more to to women playing um, here in the South. But you know, like I talked about last time, that's been kind of an issue down here. And I think, I think now that guys are seeing, you know, what women can do um you know on a more constant basis maybe maybe it's opening some eyes and and uh who knows maybe it's maybe it's uh, a little bit of scouting too for for when we finally have
4: uh,
3: a co-ed gnosting division or
2: or at nationals when we have uh,
3: co-ed divisions
4: yeah that's possible
2: nice um, i'm definitely using it for a scouting opportunity because um we're we're gonna venture into co-ed for this year we've never done it before but um, we definitely been looking and talking to a few of the the ladies and trying to, uh, find out what's going to be a good fit. Um, Juana is definitely going to be joining us. We're just, uh, I think we got one more on the, the board. Uh, I'm waiting to get a final answer, but, uh, it's, um, I've never, I mean, we reckon wrecking balls. I don't know if you guys remember. I mean, Kathy and Maria both played with us before, um, mm-hmm. uh, Stacy, when she was here, uh, I'm full support of them. I I'd probably tell you most of them throw better than I throw anyway, so. Um, it was definitely something fun to watch and get them, see them grow and do different things.
0: That's very cool. Like I said, we're, we're venturing into, uh, into co-ed, like we're going to diversify our portfolio and try new things and pursue new <laughs> endeavors, but that's awesome. It's always good to have, have more, more teams playing more divisions. Um, well, I guess speaking of divisions, um, unless you have anything else that you want to, to cover for, for women's Marie?
4: Nope. Nope. That's great.
0: Awesome. Well, let's go ahead and go into uh, Nosting. So let's go ahead and, and uh, just begin with, with Joseph. You can kind of take this first question. And that was, um, you know, from for Nosting, what players um, or teams stood out the most to you that you saw?
2: Just for starters, um, we, we, um, we didn't get to play all the teams. Um, we actually um, we went undefeated for the four rounds that we played. Um, Hitman gave us a pretty good challenge. Um, uh, all the guys on there. Eli um, has a really good throw. Uh, I think uh, Cat Five um, Jarvik is always uh, he's always got a really good hand. He gets those 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 toe or those foot shots, you know, um, pretty easily. Um, he kind of took himself out, like I said earlier, just uh, running out of bounds, making the adjustment from the 8.5 neutral zone to the hard line. All right. And just just. Uh, Uh, i wish we would have played more we didn't get a chance to actually play voodoo outlaws or outsiders in the round robin at all so we we didn't we missed out on quite a few of the teams
0: and not to rag on the event overall but was this this was the division that was impacted by the by the time constraint
2: yeah we just we ran out of time um the the gym had something going on after i think after we were done or something like that a dance or something um, there was like a, a DJ setting up on the backstage. Oh, so we actually had to be out of there by seven um, or post to seven. So uh, the round robin, I'm not ragging on it like that. It was just um, just due to the time restraints. We, we didn't get a chance to play everybody. So um, the four teams we did get to play, which was, uh, I believe it was um, Rage, Carbon, Hitman, and um, i trying to think back to it. Um, uh, they, those are the only ones I really got to watch play. Uh, I know I, I saw a few of the outsiders games um in outlaw and uh, outlaws um which um, Anthony Miller had to leave or um, he had to go back home he had to go back to work um so he actually didn't play in the no steam division um, so his team um, they, they 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 did pretty good without him um they had a the couple things here and there going for him, but it, it's it's settled out so but like I just I, I didn't get a chance to see a whole lot just cuz we didn't it was just kind of way it went down
0: for sure. it's that's quite a curveball, um, Anthony Miller, I imagine even for no sting, is a pretty big, uh, person yeah. to, to lose. So, um, how about Yvonne, what did you notice for, for no sting?
3: Yeah. And I just kind of want to make a quick comment about the time constraint. Um, yes, I, I, you know, I was, I was pretty peeved about it. Um, I thought things could have been, could have, you know, gone a lot better or, or, you know, but, at the same time to to be to be fair to Tim Poon, it's not entirely his fault. Um, no. we as players we're taking our sweet time getting getting our matches going. And you know, we're all grown men. Well, I guess except for Elijah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're all grown men. We we need to get ourselves in gear and, and not have this happen again. So there yeah, there are some things organizationally that that can change, but we have to help ourselves too. So I just wanted to comment that real quick. But um Kind of as as far as the as far as the, the play goes, um, you know, we had Kim, who is primarily a, a no sting player, and he played his first no sting game with us. He got four or five of the of the six guys out. It was just like throw catch throw catch throw like game over. Like <laughs> you know, his very first game, he kind of took over and showed what he could do. So he's he definitely stood out. Um, we also went 4-0 in, in round robin and we actually got the two seed. Outlaws went 4-1 and one, and they got the one seed. Us and Wrecking Balls went 4-0, got two and got 2-3 and respectively. And I thought, um, uh, Voodoo, um, Andrew Fernese is their, their big gun. And he, he was, he was getting people, um, Alex Mithern from category five played well. He's got, he's got a pretty wicked curve. That's, that's hard to track. Even if you block it half the time, this actually happened to me. Um, you block it and you just block it straight down into your foot because it's just hard to track and hard to, to block it straight out. Um, so he, he had a good day. Um, let's see, who else did we play or that I saw, you know, Riley, Riley, uh, Riley Julian from Dodgstronic. He can throw the no sting balls pretty good. Um, and then Mikey and Elijah—they're—they're—they're they're, they're good with eight point five, but they're—they're they're just as good um, with the no sting balls. So, having not—you know, like Joseph said, having not played everyone and and not seen everyone, it's—it's it's hard to, you know, I'm there are more that I'm sure did well that I just didn't see and, and don't have much commentary on. But, but you know, Voodoo and and Cat Five both played really good as teams. They got second and third. Um, we outsiders were um i think we we were real hyped up from repeating in, in open and that carried over into no sting and we were just kind of rolling through it pretty good um so you know cat5 and voodoo both got you know they got kind of um uh, i mean for lack of a better word they got kind of screwed One we started running out of time because uh they had to go down to uh, best of one rather than best of three. So in a best of three game, who knows, you know, yeah, you know, teams can adjust adjust their strategy. They can field a different lineup. There are a lot of things you can do to adjust, but when it's best of one, it's like, if you lose, you're done. So um, they got cat five, got third, but best of three, who knows, they might've, might've taken out voodoo best of three. Who knows voodoo might, take us out in the championship game it's hard to say but they they just got kind of the short end of the stick um whenever it came down to best of one due due to the time
0: yeah that's definitely rough that's um yeah that sucks um who actually who did win because i didn't see that um unfortunately i don't have the brackets um but who took first for no sting
3: we did nice outsiders yeah
0: awesome well congrats um and who took second uh, Voodoo, Voodoo, and then Cap Five got third. Right. Got it. Gotcha. Yeah, I thought you said that when you when you said you're you're rolling in with the the steam of winning open. So I just, I wanted to just make sure that was that was clarified at least from from my end. Um, how about you, Joe? What did you notice um, overall from the No Sting division?
1: Uh, it's always impressive to see Category Five and Voodoo uh, how much better they are at No Sting than they are at 8.5. So when they come out gunning people, it's 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 pretty exciting to see because you have teams coming coming at 8.5. Like, oh, we just did really good, and then category five steams over them, and it's, it's always exciting to see. Um,
3: right, I mean, yeah, especially when right. cat five comes in like last and, and open, yeah. and then they come out and then just roll people in in no sting. It, it's pretty funny to see like how people's kind of views on them kind of shift as the divisions roll over,
1: like changes, and then uh, the uh, Kim, I mean, he came out. Like a monster in Nosting. It was it was unreal. Like wait, the way he started playing Nosting as opposed to the way he played eight point five was just he, he turned into a monster and was killing people. So uh, that made a that made a pretty big difference for us. And then because of that threat, because of the threat of Kim, and then obviously Elijah's still over there. And he's got a cannon and he's bouncing all over the place and Mikey being able to catch because of all those threats we had on our team and left it available for Bond to get 10 of his 15 headshots and no sting.
0: <laughs> oh, man. I hope this doesn't paint like a, like it's a hard on your, on your head, Vaughn. I know.
3: <laughs> I mean, people, people. I mean, I guess a lot of people, mostly, I mean, I seem to be fairly well-liked nationally, but a lot of people in the South think I'm probably uh, not a nice person, and this probably isn't helping.
1: <laughs> so the, the conversation we had after the tournament was about how intense Vaughn's eyebrows are. And uh, when he hits somebody in the face, his eyebrows, his eyebrow intensity goes through the roof. So <laughs> it's a okay. challenge for everybody around the country. If you think you have intense eyebrows, they're probably not as intense as Waltz. Well.
0: So many things to look for now. I'm looking forward <laughs> to nationals more and more with these recaps of, of other people from other regions. So it should be fun. Um, yeah, and
3: just adding something on about Kim real quick, um, kind of building on what Joe said. I mean, not only does he come out and have a cannon, but he has, he has good hands. And just his presence right there in the middle of the court for us opened up so many opportunities for me, Cody, Elijah. Um, all the focus is on him when he's standing there in the middle of the court. So, so all the heat's taken off of us, and we can just start lighting people up around him. And it just it opens so many doors for us, the other members of the team, just having him in there. and and taking the heat off everyone else.
0: He's got that uh, intimidation factor where everybody's staring at him and they're not even paying attention to what's around him. Right, yeah. it's awesome. It's always good to have on on a team. Um, How about you, Marie? What did you notice from uh, No Sting?
4: You know, like I said, I didn't get to watch a lot since that's when we had our, our women's division and I was over there either roughing or playing pretty much every game. Um, but I think um, what I did notice, there were two things. I think we did have an issue with balls um, in that we didn't have any nets or anything. So there there were some chasing balls around. And then we had some, some inconsistency in how the balls were Right, so I don't know about if you guys noticed this or not, but there were several times where balls crossed over, or we had a moment um, of you know downtime in ours where we would switch out balls with you guys to um, <laughs> take some of the better balls. So that was that was fun for us to to play a little game there. But um, you know that 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 was one thing that I noticed, and then the other thing was. Um, the, I I noticed a lot of grumbling and I don't know if it was, um, maybe people were just tired, you know, again, people, a lot of people traveled up that morning and and then played open and and then were into no It was kind of a lull of the day. Um, on top of that, some of the logistical issues, I think there was some, um, frustration maybe with how the bracket was written up or, or whatever. Um, so I, Again, I was busy with the women, so I I wasn't really into it. I just noticed a lot of grumbling and frustration, and I wondered if that played out on the court at all. Um, And, you know, I think it certainly didn't help that to be the end of the the tournament and kind of what was left in people's mouth, um, you know, at the end of the day.
1: Yeah. So we had uh, when the when the seating was written up, some teams had played more games than others since since we didn't finish full play. Um, and yeah, I mean, some people weren't weren't happy with it, but at the end of it, I mean, we all walked off and we're just kind of like, I mean, you're gonna have to beat everybody anyways to win this thing, so who cares?
0: Hmm. Wonder, yeah, just be the best team, and
3: it won't be an issue.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Easy to say. Well, I mean, yeah. That, that, that obviously kind of like what I said earlier. Like, did you guys come in thinking you're gonna expecting to win? And uh, the mentality definitely has a huge huge role. So let me walk back that one. Cool. So I think that that about much covers it for uh, for No Sting. Um, I do want to kind of touch base again on Showdown, um, Vaughn. I noticed um, you might have to elaborate on this. Uh, it looks like he won your match against uh, the big guy Goliath that we talked about last last podcast.
3: Yeah. So I was, my first matchup was uh, scheduled to be against, against Travis, but who plays for voodoo. Um, but I guess he couldn't make the trip down or something. So, oh. so I won by default by forfeit. Um, but I'm just going to tell everyone that, that David beat Goliath and,
0: and all the stories. <laughs> cool. Yeah. I, was, I had some buildup uh, for that. So dang. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: And, uh, and then I came uh, and then I ran into Anthony Miller who, who, like I said last time, I think was the favorite. And um we we were going at it for a while. We had we had two uh two sets in a row that ended that in ties. Um, you know, both of us hit each other and then he adjusted his strategy and I did not <laughs> and so I ended up losing. But uh, I, I still think he's the favorite to go. Um I think he's he's you know got the experience he he won it for the south last year so uh and and also i'd I'd just like to say i I lost to the guy who eventually won it so uh so go anthony
0: (laughs) no no pressure (laughs) Um, i
3: think we still have we still have a couple outsiders in showdown too i think cody's still in
1: cody Um, and mikey go against each other next yeah cody and
3: mikey go against each other next round so um you know, I'm going to tell them we're, we're, him rooting, said we're that. rooting for both of them, but it doesn't really work out for us. <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, I think I think Anthony's still a favorite just based on his experience. But but uh, we definitely would like to have have an outsider win it too. So
0: for sure. Um, well, very cool. Um, let's go ahead now, and I, I guess we can kind of transition to towards the close. And I do want to see if you guys have any uh, shout outs. Um, it could be players that may not have been mentioned or specific people, but if you have any we'll just kind of go ahead and run through the line and we'll start with you, Joseph. Um, is there anybody that you wanted to shout out just from the event as a whole?
2: Uh, wow. there's like, uh, I mean, really just my team for putting up with me sometimes because I'm kind of crazy. Um, uh, I'd like to put a shout out to Tim Poon for making the, the comeback and actually helping us out get this event going. Um, it's, it's only going to get smoother, so I want to make sure uh, I appreciate him coming out. Um, referees, um, just all the teams that can make it out from Dallas to the Fort Worth, Louisiana. Uh, Clay, I know you like to to get onto some stuff here and there, but I uh, want to make sure you get a shot out. It was his birthday that weekend, and I, I, w- I know he was looking for a better turnout, so I want to make sure he gets a shot out for his birthday. Um, nice. But just everybody that came out, it was it was a great tournament for everything that went down, and uh, Shreveport was actually uh, a lot more fun than I thought it was going to be. So it was it was a very interesting town. So. <laughs>
0: Very cool. How about uh how about you, Joe? Uh I want to give a shout
1: out to Outlaws. Uh, Matt, Anthony, Corey, Jaden, Harper, George. Who am I missing? Nobody? Yeah, Andrew. Okay. Uh,
3: Andrew. Um uh, yeah, Andrew.
1: Yeah. Andrew. Uh, they the match we had against them in the finals was one of the most grueling matches that we've had against them. Ever, and we've had a lot of finals matches against them in a lot of different tournaments. And this one was such a nail biter. It was probably—I mean, I'm sure we'll face them in a lot of other finals matches going into the future. But this is one that I'll probably remember for a really long time. There was there was a lot of big plays, a lot, a lot of cheering, a lot, there was a lot of intensity going on, and uh, it's something I'm probably not going to forget for a real long time. So I just wanted to thank them for that experience. That was that was a really good finals match.
0: Nice, that's pretty cool. And uh, how about Yvonne?
3: Yeah, uh, I'll echo everything Joe said about that Outlaws game. That was that was great fun to be a part of. Um, but but now we've done it. So next time, just roll over and uh, don't put us through the stress of it all. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but shout out to them. A shout out to everyone who came. That was you know there were no there were no home teams in Shreveport. Everyone was traveling. So for everyone to get to get all their people ready to go and travel um is is not always easy so thanks everyone for traveling especially when there's no hometown teams to kind of fill in those gaps um for people who can't travel shout out to to randy for getting hit men together um they missed round one i was glad to see them at, at round two and and hopefully they can they could be at round three and have um you know, maybe more of their regular team. I I know Johnny wants to try to be there. Um, we'll have to see how it works out for them. Yeah, and uh, shout out to Randy from Hitman for uh, for getting his team together. They weren't at round one, and so it was good to see them at at round two. I know he was kind of scrambling for for players last minute to make sure that they could make it, and he put in a lot of work, talked to a lot of people trying to uh, trying to make it happen. So. I know that that wasn't an easy accomplishment, and I and I hope to see them at round three with uh, maybe some of their regular guys there, uh, like Johnny. I know Johnny wants to come down, um, and we'd love to see them. We'd love to see kind of the uh, I don't want to say old Hitmen because I don't I don't want to exclude any of their their new guys, but but it'd be it'd be a nice thing to see to see Hitmen back together again and and making a run for it. So shout out to Randy for for at least making this happen, and and hopefully hopefully we can see him again.
0: Awesome, very cool. And how about you, Marie?
4: Yeah, I think um, I definitely want to thank Cody for helping to to facilitate and get started the the women's practice, so we can do that um, and, and get better between rounds. I think um, I want to thank Christy from Weapons of Mass Destruction for helping me to fill out the rest of my team um, for round. To um, I look forward to seeing everybody again. I think um, certainly want to appreciate Alex for putting together Sirens. I know she she had stepped into the captain role after um, Karen, who is going to be a co-captain or captain, was unable to attend, kind of say l- more or less last minute, and um, you know trying to. This is only her second round in in uh, elite, so I I, I certainly want to appreciate her efforts um, out there, but just again, for everybody who, who returned coming back and, and bringing a good attitude and willingness to grow with the sport. I, I really appreciate that. I also want to appreciate whoever brought the Gatorade that my kids stole, um, to make, uh, their own Gatorade concoctions. Uh, I certainly owe you guys, um, whoever you are, um, some Gatorade bottles. I am so sorry. I want you to know their intention was to sell the, the Gatorade to earn money for the homeless. I'm not sure. I mean, I'd like to take credit for the idea of helping them to be charitable people, but it was not my idea. Um, so thank you for everyone, uh, whoever that was, who un- unwilling, or unwittingly supplied Gatorade to, the, to my kids
0: potential uh, charitable cause
4: yeah and you know you'd, you'd probably be happy to know that they took to the neighborhood to sell their art th- today so for the same cause so uh, you know good news
0: <laughs> that's good at least <laughs> yeah um so I, it kind of remind me of a question I forgot to ask earlier and um I think it's just awesome that the um, there was an increase in in players uh, for the women's division an increase to five. You had teams that were now returning. You kind of talked about like some of the growing pains that they're experiencing now, where that just comes with like consi- uh, consistently showing up. Now you have elite practices. Um, do you think this could um, ultimately lead towards like a coed division, or is that putting too much um, out there for now? What were your thoughts on that?
4: Well, I sure hope so. I mean, you know, the the argument that's been made in the past is that we just don't have enough women to play um, and no one knows which women to ask or who could play consistently. And I think, you know, we had 25 women who made the, the trip to Shreveport to play. Um, so that's, that's, awesome. that's a lot of teams worth of co-ed players, right? Um, at least with even the no-sting um, ball. Um, so I think that we're ready for that. Um, so hopefully we can make that happen here soon.
1: Yeah, I think uh us in the south here, you know, we, we need to get on it and start uh finding some bigger venues so we can start having more than just three courts, because that's stunting us from having co-ed. So if we can get four courts going, we can get three for open, one for women, and then the second half of the day will be all coed. So
0: nice. Awesome. Uh,
1: we can if we can get that going, if if anybody from the south is listening to this, go look for bigger gyms.
4: And that may help with not running out of time too, right? If we were playing women's and had four courts for no sting, maybe maybe we wouldn't run out of time in the latter half of the day too. For
1: yeah, sure. as far as not running out of time, I have the same thing to say. We got to get off of our butts. <laughs> just, <laughs> we got to just start doing it.
0: Yeah, that's a good uh, that was a good point that you made, Vaughn. Just uh, hey, you know, if you're gonna complain about running out of time, what are you doing to actually keep us on time? So definitely glad you brought that up too. Um, cool. Well, awesome guys. Um, I think that's all I've got. It was definitely a pretty comprehensive coverage. So, um, not only do I appreciate that, but also thank you so much for coming back from the previous one. Um, Von, Joe, Joseph, Marie, thank you guys so much for helping me help me do this and already looking forward to, uh, recapping the third one and hopefully seeing you guys in nationals. So, um, yeah, I'll just leave it at that. Thanks. Cool. Thank you.
2: Thanks. Thank you.
0: So that was the South Round Two recap, and definitely had a lot to cover there. Um, want to thank the panel for returning, and also a special thank you for uh, or to Joseph Kinkarini for um, offering to hop on, and, and, and doing so. Um, always happy to have a new voice and a new perspective to bring to the to the table, to the uh, to the panel, so to speak. Um, huge congratulations uh, to the outsiders for uh, taking 8.5 and um, you know defending that title. Um, and also taking No Sting, um, and not to mention, congrats to Caught Up for um, having an impressive showing versus uh, round one, and and taking it for women's. That's that's incredible to see the progression in the women's division already. Um, so huge shout out to uh, to Marie and everyone else that's that's making this happen. I imagine a couple of years from now, we're all gonna be looking back and laughing at the time when um, there wasn't a women's division in existence. But you know, always gotta work towards something. So. Um, as always, um, I welcome your feedback and with two more rounds to cover for the round two series, I definitely want to do my best to capture everything. So if, uh, you were on a previous panel and want to do it again, let me know if you want to hop on the panel, let me know if you have any ideas or questions that we're kind of not missing or excuse me, that we're kind of not covering, definitely let me know. Um, depending on when this episode drops, have a great rest of your week and we'll see you next time.